Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Tox and Tastings Studio, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. And I'm Vicker. And, and today's I'm a really big day. A really big day. Why? It's supposed to be a big day. It's a Tuesday? It's a Tuesday morning. No. This is the first time, uh, I think, I think we should try and call Hannah. Actually talk to her. In person? Have her number. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, what, what plan should we have? Should we just rapid fire questions? Uh, we've got, obviously, we haven't planned for this. No. No, we haven't. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I'm just going to just uh, give her a call on. Uh, and we'll see where the chips fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So I think maybe what we should do is uh, in the past, my when I was in uh, college, uh, my father, I was taking a religious history class. And I would message my father while I was in class saying, hey, this is what my teacher just said. And he would give me an f- interesting question to give back to the teacher. So maybe you just get these interesting like religious history questions and give them to Hannah and see what she does with them. All right. It's ringing. It's ringing. Wow. Technology. Three different places all talking. Hello. Hello. Is this Hannah? <laughs> this is Hannah. Can you can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. <laughs> wow, you actually exist. Here, let me put it that way. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for finally calling me. You must have a thousand questions as we do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I only prepared zero of my thousand questions for today. Well, that's great. So did we. Yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> we are actually on the same page. So, uh, well, first step is what are we drinking? Yeah, I guess. Uh, what are we drinking? I've got a, I believe it's a Honduran coffee bean roasted by my husband in an air popper, popcorn popper, um, ground wow. in a Turkish grinder laboriously. It always takes me so long, much longer. And then pressed with an AeroPress coffee, which is what I used. Um, we used to have a French press. Uh-huh. And we always uh, hoped the other person would clean out the grinds because it's <laughs> such a messy job. Um, but the AeroPress is the cleanest coffee system I have ever seen, and so I am addicted to it. Wow, this is this is a kind of a multicultural uh, coffee experience in here. Uh, Bergs just said he had uh, what kind of coffee you have? Uh, this one is an African bean, and it's very citrusy and almost a little raspberry like so and uh vicar uh yeah we got some coffee delivered to the church oh no way yeah it's uh it's called reformation roast and Mm. uh it's uh done by uh coffee by gillespie and i have not (laughs) opened it yet so this is going to be the premiere of reformation roast by coffee by gillespie and we're going to do it right here I'm going to open it up here. And who, so, who delivered that coffee to your church? Uh, 
you know, I I heard there was an email from our associate producer, which would be yourself. <laughs> and it was delivered to Vicar 16.0. So, mm, Peter, can we pull up that, that? Yeah, let me pull up this email here. She says, Dear Vicar 16.0, please enjoy this coffee by uh, Gillespie. I think it will come with, with tasting notes, but it, in case it doesn't, here you go. This coffee is rich and bold like Luther's confession and bright and sweet like the gospel restored to the church. This harmonious blend of African and South American beans is a sweet, bright, full-bodied, and complex cup with hints of blueberry. You can share with the guys if you like, but I intended this package just for you to get you through the final weeks of Vicarage and save you from any other mediocre blends and roasts. Your podcast mom, Hannah. Wow. Is, is, that, your, is that your first email signed as the podcast mom? Uh, no, actually, it's the second. I sent <laughs> one to Pastor Berg. Oh. Uh, further explaining my cookie preferences. Yeah, oh. you did. I, I've been on vacation, so <laughs> I I haven't actually looked at it. But well, yes, I, I, I send Constant them all to feedback at clericalheirs.org. So Peter I see that easy. you detest almonds and anise. So yep, there you go. Mm. You'll you'll have to cancel that shipment you've sent. All that black licorice. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so Hannah, how did you get interested, and in how did you find the show? I found the show through a pastor out in Plato, Minnesota, Reverend Tyson Mastin. He is one of the two pastors I know that listens to podcasts. So he recommended this one based on the strengths that Pastor Berg brings uh-huh. and thought I would give it a listen and got hooked. Well, good. So, so how early in the process were you, is that like towards the beginning, right? Uh, pardon? So uh, your, your, your first uh, episode that you listened to was, which one do you remember? Oh, I started at the beginning. If, if a podcast has like less, fewer than 20 episodes, I'll start from the, from the, the rocky beginning and go from there. And it was but a rocky beginning. Probably... Oh boy, it was rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were about seven podcasts in at that point. Okay, so so do you, do you think the show has gotten better? Oh, so much better. The elimination <laughs> of sticky notes alone, you know, that from two stars to three stars on on Apple Podcasts, right there. <laughs> and and uh, I hear your little one in the background. <laughs> yep. She is an outdoorsy gal, so she requested this morning that uh, the baby bathtub be put on top of the car, um, just like Daddy puts the canoe on top of the car. Mm-hmm. And then she asked for her um, personal flotation device to be secured to her body and was around in that for about half an hour. Um, she's two and a half, so all of her adventures require a lot of assistance from Mom. Well, well, but it's fun, though, isn't it? It is a ton of fun. <laughs> I I did not expect that. So, yes, Vicar 16.0 in Berg, you have so much fun ahead of you and also a lot less sleep, as was previously discussed. Well, well, thank you. Um, do you want to just hang out for the rest of the show or do you want to, you know? Um, I think I'll, I'll call it a day um, since Fiona is in explorer mode. Oh, yeah. 
the juggling is a little intense. Well, we are very pleased that you're a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and then he... I'm pleased that you have accepted me as part of the show. Directly <laughs> <laughs> or otherwise. Well, we Berg, how many uh, how many applications for associate producer did we file through before we we found just the right one? I mean, it was it was mountainous, but you know, we <laughs> the screening process was super intense. Right, and um, and uh, we're working on the pay. Okay. <laughs> well you know so many um producers for movies and whatnot are just the people who bankroll uh the production and so i was i was thinking i I could be a bankroller as well as a uh a contributor of some kind well you know you know i think you know you can always put it on a resume right that you are yes uh, the associative producer of a successful podcast <laughs> yes what did i do um during my my break from my chosen career why i produced a podcast what, what was your chosen career i mean mom i studied but... um i studied nutrition and dietetics in undergrad and worked for the university of minnesota extension for five years in communications um health communications website management social media management that sort of thing oh yeah so oh. she's definitely qualified to be an associate producer. But, but my real strength, why they uh, always were glad that they hired me, was that I was incredibly good at nudging people to do their job. My job <laughs> nice. is to get other people to do their job. Well, that's exactly what we need. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I have started on an editorial calendar for you all, but it's... Uh, has been sidelined for the moment, but it'll give you a place to put your ideas and refer back to what you might be talking about any given week and sync it up with the days of the church year. <clears throat> and it's a, ma- it's a magical thing indeed, if anyone cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I feel like we've gotten a monkey off her back. <laughs> You sure have. Now you boys go and have a nice show, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Popcast Mom. Thanks, Podcast I'll, be Mom. Li- <laughs> I'll be listening on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Yep. Goodbye. Wow. Well. Well, that was uh, that was awesome. We actually talked to her. So, if people just get off our backs, you know, I'll be honest. This is a moment of confession. Very early on, when we had Hannah's following, I thought Peter just had a burner account. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's debunked. Interesting. We've never seen them in, in the same room together. So. Right. <laughs> right. And he know, he's he got the technology, I'm sure, to change his voice. So, and, uh, By the way, you think I, I would I, send Vicar coffee? If, <laughs> if, if, if the prank was elaborate enough, yes. You're right. I, <laughs> I take it back. Yes. So I guess we see how important Berg is to the show as well. Uh, it was recommended to her because of Pastor Berg. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pastor Ma- uh, Mastin, uh, he actually set my wife and, and me up together. Oh. So, oh. so um, you know, so, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. So it's been in- it's been interesting, so. He's he's like the invisible hand behind a lot of things. So okay, so 
So is he? Is he? Is that one of his things? Is he's a matchmaker? I don't know. He should be though. So okay, because uh, I know a a successful podcast producer. <laughs> <laughs> hey Pete. Hey, hey Pete. Um, so uh, I, we should probably talk about our text, right? Vicar's preaching. What are you preaching on? I'm preaching on uh, Matthew chapter five, uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus talking about and preaching on the fifth commandment, and especially showing us that thou shalt not murder is more than the legal following uh, of uh, you know not killing anyone with your hands, but actually it's a matter of the heart, and so that the law isn't a list of to dos and to don'ts that uh, the the Pharisees and scribes tried to follow every one of them, but rather the law shows us the condition of our heart. Uh, it curbs our sin, our outward sin as well, but Jesus shows us that if you have hatred or anger in your heart against your brother, if you insult him with your words, uh, if you cry, you fool, uh, you're liable to judgment, to the very hell, uh, the hellfire. Um, and so I'm preaching about, uh, about the fifth commandment and I'm preaching, uh, also, uh, and Jesus is the one speaking this, but Jesus is the one who who took, uh, you know, all of the punishment for our sin. He gives us his righteousness that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees' uh, own righteousness. The only righteousness that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees is the perfect righteousness of the Son of God uh, based on his obedient life. Uh, And he gives it to us through our baptism, which is Romans 6, the epistle reading uh, for the sixth Sunday after Trinity. Uh, So it'll be a baptismal sermon as well as uh, talking about the fifth commandment. And, and I uh, will not be in Iowa this Sunday. I will be in Wyoming. Do you have your text yet? Yes, I have my text. All right. John 20. Nice. I see, yeah. So yeah, I'm preaching at uh, 15.0's ordination. I think at that point, maybe we should call him, um, what's his last name? Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the point at which it switches, correct. Right. That, that's when it switches. So and you're gifting him. I'm gift now. Now tell me this is not a nice, beautiful, self-serving gift. Uh, for his ordination, I'm getting him a USB microphone. Okay. So that we can get no, because he might need it as a pastor, you know. In you know, when pastors need microphones. Yep. For various <laughs> microphone things. Things. Yeah. 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 But also so that he can maybe be. A, a correspondent to the podcast. I like it. He can be our Western correspondent. That's right. We get updates. And the reason, you know, no pressure, uh, Baldwin. I guess I can call him Baldwin because this is going to be broadcast next Well, Sunday. and the thing is, is he's already received his call, so... Yeah. You know. So... He's not He's not a reverend yet, is he? Uh, well, it. I guess so it depends on how you, how you look at ordination. Well, so... Well, I would put it this way. I would say he's reverend, but he's not very reverend, Baldwin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's not the right reverend yet. So, so my 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 hope is that maybe, uh, maybe we could get some because uh, I think it would be interesting for the listener because one of the things is behind the collar is to maybe get updates from someone who's starting out from the very beginning. Right. You know what I mean? In a very very different place than Iowa. Right. Absolutely. Right. What kind of things go through a pastor's mind from the very beginning? Right. Because I started the podcast after I've been out. 
20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, awesome. And we never asked Hannah about our live event. Well, I'm sure there's always next time. Next time. So, <laughs> well, and what's cool is, is you're, you know, you're going out to preach this ordination, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this brings us to, uh, something in the church here that Hannah talked about. And, um, tomorrow, July 15th, uh, the church celebrates, uh, the festival called the dispersion of the apostles. When the apostles are dispersed to preach the gospel, uh, to all the world. And, uh. So what are the texts for that, Vicar? So I got uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 18 to 20, and it reads, But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have, for their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. And the gospel text is from Mark 16, uh, beginning at the 15th verse. Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Yeah, I, I thought that was just kind of cool that, okay, so you're going out to this ordination, Vicar's preaching on baptism, and here, like before, you know, the whole thing is we've got this wonderful holiday, mm-hmm. this wonderful festival about how the apostles are sent out to preach the gospel to every nation. Mm-hmm. It talks about baptism. And so anyone, you know, it's just amazing how the lectionary here is, it's always relevant. Yeah. It, it's always timely. It always, you know. So so is the timing of of this July 15th, is that kind of supposed to be, okay, now uh, Pentecost has happened. Is it that kind of related to the church here, or do they pick more of a random day? So we're how many days out from... Um, well, what it, what uh, I, I don't know why this day was appointed. Um, Matthew Carver, who's done a lot of work and really is a, a huge proponent for going back to some... Uh, it, He's a big a proponent for restoring some of the old festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, every year he makes an appeal uh, for the reinstitution of the dispersion of the apostles on July 15th. Uh, this is an old feast that was retained by Lutherans largely because of its scriptural character and because it is the nature of Lutheran churches following the Augsburg Confession to keep all the feasts of the apostles especially. So um, I don't know the history behind mm-hmm. it, but... Honestly, it'd be a great mission festival. It'd be a great sure. ordination, hmm. you know, yeah. uh, because there are a lot of ordinations going on in the summer around July, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So well, there you go. Yeah. You got you got it worked out for you next year. That's right. Um, I think it, and, I, and I, as I was thinking about the ordination um, in the sermon, um, you know, I'd like to say I've written the sermon, but I think everyone knows me well enough at this point. Um. You got it all up in the old noggin, right? But it is such a beautiful time to preach at an ordination for this reason, okay? We live at a particular time 
in this year, 2020, where nobody knows anything. Nobody is sure of anything. I mean, <laughs> poor Vicar, he's like walking around. <laughs> Should I get a COVID test or not? Like, he's stressing out about it. Oh, I hear the coffee in the background. Well, and oh, do you yeah. even know if you'll be in person in classes at seminary yet? No, yeah. So their plan is to to be in person, but... I mean, Summer Greek has been required face masks. If you watch the live stream on the Facebook uh, seminary page, Concordia Theological Seminary Fort Wayne, you'll see the people spread out individually. In it's just odd. There's a there's a lot of unknown. By the way, if you hear the noise, that's the coffee percolating in the background. Another comforting thing in this time of <laughs> that's right. You know. Yeah, I mean. But, but, but my point I yeah. want to uh, make about all of this uncertainty is, right. like this week, uh, we, we've been hearing, <laughs> oh, f- how often uh, Anthony Fauci is wrong. Right. Well, right. And, and that goes well with your text, right? The disciples were locked in their rooms for the fear of the COVID. I, right. mean, I mean, the Jews. Right. But, you know, it's the same thing, but, right? When we, so nobody knows anything. Uh, you know, and... Uh, there's so much uncertainty. Everything is an argument, right? And everything is based on fear. Everything is based on fear. And and what what Jesus does in John chapter 20 as he breathes on the disciples and, and receive the Holy Spirit and says, if you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. You know, as as Jesus talks in that way, what does that do? That says, okay, here is something you know when your pastor proclaims a word of god this is something you can bank on this is not fauci type accuracy here this is this is god's word this is bound in heaven and so and so when we look at you know in our the people in the congregation you have people of all sorts of different backgrounds different opinions mm. everyone's going to agree we have you know every pastor knows we have some people who who think this is going to be the end of the world, the the COVID thing, and then others think it's a big hoax. Everyone is on about everything, right? We don't know what's real. We we watch the news. We don't know what's real news and what is what is fake news. But then, the, then we see how how God loves us too much to allow us to be in that kind of limbo when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our salvation. When you forgive, they are forgiven. When it is withheld, it is withheld. And with that kind of clarity, then uh, the pastor, um, hey, Vicar, is uh, a pastor called by the congregation or is he called by God? <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. What would your answer be? Yes. Yes, right. Which is, son, it used to have this big debate. And what do we call that, Vicar? What kind of a call is that? Are you saying a divine call? Well, it's a divine call, but... What, what what kind of terminology do we use? You're going to have to help me. Yeah, it's a mediate call. Okay. Right? Because God ah, calls through, through yes. the congregation. Right. Okay. The, 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 the best example that I can I can come up with that kind of looks to that, that is uh, when you sit down and uh, you pray before you eat and you thank God for your food, right? Did, did God just kind of zap that food onto your table? I, I want it, you know, I, I want it like Star Trek style. I mean, okay. but no. Yeah, I mean, he would put Uber Eats out of business and, you know. Right. 
Um, no, Etikte uses all those ways by which he places that food on your table. Farmers, butchers, candlestick makers. Right. So when God calls a pastor, does he like have this red phone and he urges each just zap? You go here. Well, he did with some of the prophets, you know. Yeah. But and, and the apostles. But but, he, but in the church, he uses means. He uses the church to to do his work. So, but I think it's a beautiful time then to to preach the ordination and to preach. Okay, in this time, we see where our own folly gets us. We see where our own nonsense gets us. Let's take. You have a moment in this congregation in a time, and you have a voice where God speaks his truth mm. and it is real and it is true and and uh and that's a beautiful thing for you to have and for you to know god loves you too much uh to uh, treat you in any other way so well vicar's going to pour the coffee this is a kind of the long awaited so if this is a a coffee uh, reformation coffee inspired by luther it might be a little bitter i'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to have light notes, right? Because the gospel is so sweet. Oh, that's right. Right? <laughs> Hannah must be a big fan. By the way, uh, I, if, if you are on the face the Facebook, you notice that I have the first uh, oh, yeah. uh, Clerical Errors t-shirt. Um, and uh, what I want to work on is I want to make these available, uh, but I've been working on getting it for sizing sake. This is my idea. I want to get it the same material, the same shirts as the Thrivent shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are comfortable. Those are nice com- shirts. If, yeah. Those seem to be the kind of shirt that people like. So uh, if you're interested, and uh, um, that's kind of what I want to go for, is is use the, the Thrivent type shirts. Uh, so if, almost everyone has one that they can use for sizing. So uh, so that that's kind of what, it, what, I, what I'm planning to do. So um, just let us know. Vicar, and if you're interested, if you wanted to get a shirt, uh, go ahead and email us. Uh, let's do t-shirt, all one word, no hyphen or anything, just t-shirt at clericalerrors.org. Let us know if, if you would be interested in buying a t-shirt. Or they can write t-shirt, uh, all one word, or they can spell it out t-shirt, and we'll still get it. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Very good. At clericalerrors.org. All right, so um, you know, I've got my uh, top, I got three more to go, but last time we skipped your uh, your garlic, and I want to make sure we get that in today. All right, well, I think uh, we have some emails too. So. Oh yeah, okay. Well, we'll do some Pastor Peace Theater. Peter, play the intro. So uh, welcome to Pastor's Peace Theater with Pastor Berg. All right, so. Um, we uh we stopped last time uh with um you know like their their buttocks uncovered mm-hmm. so now we're moving into a new section um <laughs> where uh <laughs> which is a good thing right uh where uh hensel talks about i'm by the way i'm surprised peter didn't make that the title of the episode yeah. <laughs> you know it's amazing how all these things have kind of like co you know gone together coalesced <laughs> Uh, your dad's question and uh, and that reading and so, but so anyway, so we'll uh, start off with this. There are many cloves, but there is one garlic bulb. There are many denominations, but there is one holy Christian church, the community of Sa- the community of saints. There are many errors, but there is one truth. 
There are legions of devils, but there is one Lord rich unto all that call upon him. When we pray thy kingdom come, we embrace the entire ailing, lost, and dying world, ourselves the chief sinners in the forefront, with eagle's wings fly high above the clouds to our Father's bosom, high above denominational lines. Let not the devil nor our niggardly flesh rob us of the joy and comfort of God's word, able to save to the uttermost those caught in error's maze, that while their minds and bodies remain imprisoned in the traditions of men, unable to master the errors in which they were cradled and and coached, though by the instinct of faith they often sense them and sigh, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Psalm 19. That of a surety the Lord is able by the power of holy baptism, by the chanting of the Kyrie, by the reading of the pericopes, by the symbol of the cross, by the silent witnesship of the of art glass, by the universally sung Christmas carols, by other well-known gems of hymnody, by Negro spirituals, by the gospel voice of the air, and by the instrumentalities known to God alone, to penetrate to the uttermost parts of the world, to draw the hearts of sinners everywhere upward to the Savior, by the urging of the Spirit, to keep them in one, in the one true faith and bind their souls in the bundle of life together with all those ordained unto salvation before the world began. There is no question about it. Oft in the scantiest pastures roam the sheep that grow the finest fleece. Were we to believe the Holy Spirit that that heavenly dove could not save men except he fly through the minute eye of exact doctrinal, doctrinal definitions, who then could be at rest about his own soul's salvation? It is easier for a camel to step through the eye of a needle than for him who boasts in all humility of being the depository of pure doctrine and begrudges himself of any cheerful hope for the errorists to enter the, into the kingdom of heaven. Presumptuous is the most formidable obstacle to the Holy Spirit. Each garlic clove, neither unionist nor separatist, disappears, is submerged in the, in the fellowship of the complete bulb, in peace and union, sharing root and stock with every brother, yet in self-respect preserves its individuality, has its own clothes and locker, differ, differentiates between mine and thine, and practices the deep wisdom of the ancient adage, love thy neighbor, but never remove the fence line. The problem of unionism and separatism, that is isolationism, is first on the troubled agenda of nations and churches today and will fully occupy the minds of this present generation. Regimentation is the order of the day in every sphere of life, and that warps or gelds personalities. As far as the church is concerned, the issue is not so much between the various sects and synods as it is within us. Both unionism and separatism, understood in malum partum, are offshoots of the flesh. Through sanctification and belief of the truth, the Lord has separated us from the world, from the vanity of their imagination, from the blindness of their foolish hearts, to be a special people unto him, wholly sanctified, to the intent that our whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the same token, we are planted into the fellowship of the saints, into the unity of the spirit, into the love of the family born from above, into one faith, into one hope of our calling. As we sin in our daily life, that is, as the old and the new man enter upon a union, we disunite from the Lord and from his saints. In daily contrition and repentance, we arise from our straying and stumblings, unite with Jesus, the source of our life, lest we wither away as dry branches. As we sin in our contact with the outside world, momentarily in union with the evil one, we begin, first ever so slightly, to cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which we have learned. For false doctrine begins with a misinterpretation of yourself. We help loosen the mortar, mortar which binds the spiritual stones into one compact unity. Faith and charity edify, that is, build up the church. Sin, contrary to both, 
defaces and demolishes the church. For a very delicate mechanism is the church, and the gospel an exceedingly tender matter which rowdy hands and hearts can but abuse. Whenever we run our race as uncertainly, whenever we handle ourselves or our commitments in a slovenly, slipshod manner, whenever we fight languidly as one that beateth the air, we are causing disintegration of some kind, though it may not be discernible at the moment. Our sins, like mild, repeated earth tremors, cause a trembling through the structure of the house of God, and eventually the foundation will sag, the plaster crack, and the j doors jam. That's a beautiful way to talk about the, the delicate balance that we have as Christians between uh, being separatist and unionist. Right, and that the church is neither. Right. That they both stem from our evil flesh. Right. You know, that we, the church doesn't, uh, the church is no Procrustean bed. So there was a... Procrustean. Yeah, so there was a guy by the name of Procrustus, and um, he would invite travelers to stay with him. And he had this bed. And uh, if you were too short for the bed, he would stretch you out. And if you were too tall for the bed, oh, no. he would cut off your feet. So it was literally a one-size-fits-all, right? Okay. And the thing is, is that our flesh wants us all to conform in some way, right? We want everybody to be the same. But what does that do? That warps personalities or it gelds them, mm -hmm. right? When we force this dreary uniformity on everybody, um, this is not the way that God made us. This, this is not unity, it's not the unity right. that God desires because just like the garlic bulb, um, our unity consists in feeding from the one root, the one stock. But each garlic clove is an individual, right? Mm -hmm. Wholly self-contained. And so it is with the Christian. Um, and I think the other thing too that one of the great lines he has in here is that um, false doctrine begins with the misinterpretation of yourself. Mm. which I think is a very powerful statement. Yeah, and and uh, our world and our own sinful flesh, uh, we want to worry about ourselves. you know. I'm number one. I put my, my needs first uh, over, the, over the needs of my neighbor, uh, over the needs of, unfortunately, sometimes my family, things like that. Uh, and our society is all about self-preservation, at least I see it that way. And I'm, I'm glad, too, he, he hits something that's a, a peculiar temptation for us as Lutherans that, you know, we do have true doctrine. Um, the problem is, is when we, the temptation for us is then to say, well, you guys don't measure up. Right. And we treat it as if um, this is our right uh, or something that, you know, we hold the keys to rather than a gift. Right. What I, what I often often run into, and, and one thing that we, I think we all try to preach against, is what I would call uh, false Missouri synod piety, mm -hmm. where it's it's uh, um, you know I, I've talked to people who say I will only go to a Missouri synod church, and they're very then they very judgmental of other churches, but then you try to talk to them, well, why? And they can't. Yeah, we have to get away from the brand, right? Right. Um, they, 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 uh, 
and then certain things need to be confronted and they say well well i am you know missouri synod lutheran without ever you know being able to understand what it is and it is like the the piety of that title and then the piety of of uh of uh the whole point is for us to say, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, which which is something that, um, especially I think out in the, out in, in rural Iowa, we kind of deal with some. Right, and that uh, it's very easy to say that I'm right and you're wrong, and then make it into something as if we did it, as if right. because we have all of our ducks in a row, we are somehow better than them. It, ma- it makes the gospel of work. Uh, right, and it makes. Um, yeah, doctrinal works righteousness in a sense, right? <laughs> um, but I, I love that, that uh, he says here, oft in the scantiest pastures roam the sheep that grow the finest fleece, mm. right? And I think this is a comfort, not mm-hmm. an excuse, right? Um, but it's a comfort, especially when we have members or family members um, who have gone, who are going to congregations where the pure gospel isn't preached, Mm-hmm. Right, because we worry about their souls, we want them to be saved, right? And um, you know, you think about all of the different denominations, and uh, especially you know the Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, you know, um, all of these things, right, where the gospel isn't preached very purely, and just like that scanty pasture, there aren't that many tufts of grass to eat. An example of this is, is uh, for example, I think. Um, who the Pope is and what the Pope is doing bears a lot on what we do as Lutherans in the sense that, for example, if all of a sudden uh, the Catholic Church stepped away from uh, pro-life issues, we would be left alone in a lot of circles from Christianity standpoint. Um, and, uh, for example, if you go to the March of Life, um, that's a, an example of, of uh, everyone— speaking together in a good way, in a positive way, as Christians, that uh, is beneficial. Um, but, but I think, um, I think as uh, time goes by and as, you know, the, the denigration of memorials, it's not going to be long, listener, before all these things are going to be turned toward the church. It, won't, it will happen. And the thing is, is you have to stop looking at brands— you have to talk to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to talk to other Christians. Um, and it's in the next section, which is amazing, um, which we're not going to get to today. But, you know, um, we find people where they are. We can find true believers um, even under the shadow of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. which is a great comfort that the Holy Spirit right. works even though the gospel might be mutilated and the sacraments might be mutilated. And And to... To, uh, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit in my sermon on Sunday, um, to not get sucked in to how those who are, are against Christ the church and their tactics of dealing with one another, meaning, meaning uh, uh, from the epistle reading, it talks about, bless those who hate you. Do not repay evil with evil. Um, and, and to... To uh, I think a lot of times we do that, whether it's cancel culture or whatever the case may be, uh, we allow those outside of the church to define as a church our rules of engagement. 
um, when, uh, I mean, there's, there are times where, I mean, we do have to, to fight like they do in the sense of, um, evil needs to be confronted and those type of things. But when you're talking about on an individual level, um, yeah, sometimes I think, you know, we put all of this money into DC offices or religious liberty things. And it's, I mean, our weapon is the word. Right. And we should trust in that. And, and, uh, and to, to, to say, okay, well, what we have the advantage of what we can do better than the others is we can actually go to people and talk with them. Mm-hmm. You know, not, you know, scream on public pa- platforms or talk just amongst ourselves, you know, to actually engage and show love and compassion. Um, and, uh, you know, I, when Peter talked that way, uh, the Apostle Peter, um, he was in hostile places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, I think, but I, I, I do think we're going to be seeing a lot of the things we see now is soon going to be very much aimed at the church. It's starting to a little bit, but it really will a lot more before we know it. Wouldn't you say, Berg? Yeah, yeah, I mean... It is, you know, and I think, too, things are going to get clearer as time goes on. You know, the brands are falling away, which is good. I mean, um, you shouldn't just go to a Missouri Senate church because it says Missouri Senate outside on the on the name because they may or may not teach what we teach, right? And so the thing is, is that whenever we're looking at a new congregation, um, go talk to the pastor. Go talk to the members. See if they actually teach things like close communion. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, listen to a few sermons first, right? Um, you know, actually examine and see if you are in fellowship or not, you know? Mm-hmm. If you guys actually believe the same things. Um, because not, uh, you know, I, the devil seeks to divide us, um, and our own sin divides us. And, and this, is, um, this is a struggle that... Uh... Someone in uh, 16.0's uh, position where in a year he'll be placed in a congregation. Right. You know, we want to assume that if his call is given to a Missouri Synod church, that he's called to a faithful congregation to the word of God. And generally we assume that. Mm-hmm. But there's always that worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, what I was going to say on the, the flip side of when we look at our current context is the fact that, and why I brought the, the whole the Catholic thing, is in that kind of setting, um, we're going to need other Christians, other people who believe in the Bible, to stand up for each other and from a cultural context. If we remain separatists and say, you know, we're going to battle this just as our our little church body, and we're going to stick to ourselves, it's not going to yeah, I mean, you know, we should be talking with them and uh, speaking the word of God together, you know. And seek unity you know. with other Christians from the word of God. Right. Because and, the, the the biblical definition of being, uh, of disunity is, is uh, Jesus just says, let them be one as we are one. When you wander away from the word of God, that is a definition of disunity. Right. We do seek unity. Um and uh, like you said, that word, that unity is 
in that one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And that means that um, when you're talking with your friends, um, we talk in love, but we also talk in truth. We don't compromise what God's word says either. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the the future will prove to be uh, very refining when we think of lukewarm. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. It's begun. And what's what's the reference there, Vicar? That would be uh, Revelation uh, probably 3, I think. It was one of the last. The seven churches of Revelation, the angel gave John a message for each church. And... uh, and I'm going to, Laodicea was the mm-hmm. lukewarm congregation. And uh, Jesus says uh, that he would rather, uh, well, he'll spit them out. He'd, he'd rather them be hot or cold, but they're lukewarm. And they're blind. Because like Hensel says, you know, false doctrine always begins with a misinterpretation of yourself. And they think that they're rich. They think that they're sitting good. But what does Jesus say about them? They're blind, naked, wretched, poor, right? Right. And um, and so I think, too, this always calls us to evaluate ourselves because just like the older brother, right, mm. in the parable of the prodigal, of the prodigal son, son mm. everybody loves to put themselves in the place of the prodigal son or, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, nobody ever wants to be the older brother. <laughs> but that's exactly right. who Jesus is talking to, right? right? Right. He's talking to people who would rather remain outside because they think that they deserve more, even though it's all the father's inheritance, you know? Right. Um, so uh, looking at the time, we do have some emails to address. Um, one is we have, uh, we'll start with a, um, we've got a something, an update. Um, this is from the, uh, the, the, those who, the issuer of the new app, because right now we have uh, the, uh, the Vicar 16.0, but We've got a little message from the... Um, the update has been scheduled. <laughs> we have few, patch notes here. In a few short weeks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Peter, would you like to read them or you would like me to read them? Sure, I can read it. Okay. Patch notes say, Dear Clerical Errors staff, we here in the App Development Department at Concordia Theological Seminary... The, the, the are... logical, it says. <laughs> the... <laughs> The logical seminary. I'm not sure if that's a typo or not. That's, that's hilarious. I think that's uh, intentional. Okay. Concordia, the logical seminary, are excited to announce that the new Vicar 17.0 app will be ready for an update in August. This app has been specifically programmed for ministry in the, quote, new normal of social distancing and has all the same great features you've come to know and love from the previous Vicar apps, along with several new abilities. The new 17.0 update includes improved, <laughs> help me with that word. I don't know that one. Uh, pedagogical. Yep. Improved pedagogical <laughs> functions. That's my boy. That's my boy. You got it, man. Way to go. Uh, it improved those functions for regurgitating VeggieTales lessons, vocational processors to properly explain obvious things from the table of duties, Updated sarcasm filters featuring, quote, Monty Python and, quote, whose line is it anyway modes. New terminal introvert mode to allow app to completely ignore everyone for days at a time. Reduced Hebrew lexicon to free up memory space for trivia. (laughs) Improved maps of places that no one knows existed. 
Prohibition-style interface featuring none of the moonshine or proto-NASCAR. Five free bonus apps that will interrupt prayers and sermons, but will also draw pictures of planets. A helper app to tell the vicar app what to do during terminal introvert mode. And so much more. We appreciate your loyalty as users of the popular vicar app and look forward to any and all feedback you provide regarding the update. God's blessings on the upcoming year. J. Avery Whitaker, head of customer service. Okay. Well... Wow. I'm glad we didn't have to agree to anything. <laughs> like like with the uh, Apple updates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't update usually mean improvement? <laughs> have you heard of Windows 10? <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. He, he hasn't I even gotten pretty, here and I've already ripped him. I'm pretty excited about these sarcasm filters. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you, uh, 17.0. Wow. Does that make you sad, 16.0? It does. Yeah? This has been you're a, getting, being phased out? You know. Not only are you being replaced, but you're up, being updated. Yeah, right. <laughs> COVID hasn't shut down the podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. I'm going to have to become an avid listener. That's what I'm going to have to uh, do. Has this, because uh, when you first got here, you were a little hesitant with the podcast thing, well, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's not my, it's not my medium. It's not my. Mm-hmm. This isn't my mode. Um, but I've grown to appreciate it. I see the value, and I I think it's hilarious, and it's one of a kind. That's the thing. I mean, the joke is that every pastor, Lutheran pastor, now has a podcast. Yeah, and there sure have been a handful that have started during COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a one of a kind sort of thing. So. Uh, Unique. Unique, yeah. Yeah, unique and... Uh, I mean, the that's, name that's, clerical... Cause, that's the Eighth Commandment way of saying it. Unique. Right. Even the, the name... How cl- to talk Minnesotan. <laughs> Even the name clerical errors is like, yeah, we're going to make some mistakes. Hey, the whole, you know... Right. You know. And I mean, Peter's edition, and now, now we have an associate producer. Like, how many podcasts have two, have, you know, a producer and an associate producer? And a podcast mom. That understands the spirit of the show and adds to that. Right. I mean, it's great. That, that's that's the one thing that brings me joy is when you hear like a comment from someone who uh, who says uh, something that shows that they kind of understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I went back and read the reviews on the Facebook page again, and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw Chad Hoover's uh, shout out yes, to the show. The Reverend Pastor. Yes, the Reverend Chad Pastor. Hoover. Thank you for listening, Reverend Pastor Chad Hoover. Yes, we are talking <laughs> teacher to you. <laughs> it's just kind of nice because yeah, people people get it. They get you it. You know, yep. which is which is fun. And the new app is excited to to start up. This sounds like it's right in his wheelhouse. He'll be a great. It'll be a great update. <laughs> um, we got an email from uh, one of our avid listeners, uh, Jeff. And uh, I think, uh, I don't know if I want to read the whole email, but uh, he really is thinking about some things here. Um, about uh, He's the one that asked the question about uh, communion. But uh, thank you for all your support, Jeff, and uh, keep asking those questions. That's right. Keep asking those questions. Um, and let's see if there's anything else. Uh, hey, I, w- I was going to, a couple things about the show related, then we probably should get going. Um, one is... Uh, um, we are planning the surround sound episode. Awesome. Awesome. Okay? 
we're going to do some of it today, but I, when we do surround sound, I want to do it big, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, should we like... Because we're going to do like virtual reality not, catechesis and... Right. Well, we're not that far from our 100th episode either, are we? We're like... We're still pretty far. Are we? Yeah. yeah I suppose we are. This is like 67, we, and I And think? we're not good oh. at long-term planning. We no. still haven't had our awards show yet. No, we 68. haven't. 68. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, oh, we are is, we're pretty hopeless. <laughs> and uh, and feed, uh, listeners, I, I'm thinking about a, a new segment. And listeners, just let me know. And maybe uh, Hannah, associate producer, podcast mom, give us her opinion on this. I was thinking about having starting a new segment called uh, uh, Bench Press Parables. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, please. <laughs> Where uh, I. I uh, I talk uh, maybe a little lesson about making gains in the weight room and then using that to uh, teach something of faith. <laughs> Do you have an example? No, not yet. <laughs> what Let, would, yeah, let's see how it goes first. Dumbbell then. flies. You could do uh, – I mean – Well, we don't want him to use up his material yet, yeah, so – Right. right. You think know. about it. Right. But I think like bench press parables or – uh, something with playing and big. I'm still working on that. If you think that's a good idea, listener, let me know. Well, I, I will try and uh, next time I'll try to have some updates from Rollins uh, and include those in the next episode. Well, how? why don't you take your machine along and uh, record the ordination serv- sermon? Yeah. And that I could be like that. a special. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll be continuing on. So I think we have maybe one or two more episodes with Yeah, Picker. hopefully. So, um, thank you for listening. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Berg. And I'm Vicker. May your coffee be confessional. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.